Uh, so we have got uh, Paul, who's going to be leading us in a Bible reading now. So thank you so much, Paul. Thank you, David. From the New Living Translation, we are reading Psalm 42. As the deer longs for the streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Day and night I have only tears for food, while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, Where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my savior and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you, even from distant Mount Hermon, the source of Jordan from the land of Mount Mizar. I hear the tumult of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. But each day, the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me. And through each night, I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me light. Oh God, my rock, I cry, why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts breaks my bones. They scoff, where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Thanks so much, Paul, for taking the time to read that. I really do appreciate it. You're welcome, David. Um, thank yous come in all shapes and sizes and I don't know about you but um, I'm Mary thinks I'm a little bit sentimental at times and I, I kind of some might say hoard but I, I would say probably just treasure certain things um, even things like uh, a, a thank you uh, booklet that was given to me and this dates back to uh, around 2006 uh, when I left a role in Queensland and, and finished up there and there was just um, an expressions of thankfulness that uh, people gave to my my role there and it, it's something that I can look back on and express my appreciation and, and gratitude for the, the work that I was able to do there but those messages of thanks are things that on tough days on days when you just think oh why do I bother um, or feeling frustrated or just remembering God's faithfulness um, can be really important. And today is our, um, our 21st anniversary of Northern Community Church of Christ. But as you would know, Northern Community, um, as far as our roots go, goes way back further than that. And there's a few photos. And, and this is an excerpt from um, the Darabin Historical Association. And uh, there's a few photos that show some of those roots. And some of you that know the church history will know this as well. A church built in a day. 
the Church of Christ held their first service in Preston in 1902. The following year, they bought land in a new building and started an ambitious plan to build the church, a new church, all in one day. The Church of Christ in Preston was indeed successfully built in a single day on the tw Saturday, the 25th of March, 1911, on a vacant piece of land near Bell Station. More than a thousand people came to watch the spectacle. About 150 people helped uh, with the job, including over 60 carpenters, 22 plumbers, and 30 painters from other churches in Melbourne. The contractors, Mr. A. Graham and Mr. J. May, planned a campaign which meant the work would be constructed in about 16 hours. Skilled tradesmen all worked together and not an IKEA instruction sheet in sight. The tradesmen arrived at the site early by 7 a.m. and were all hard at work and the day passed, as the day passed, huge crowds arrived on packed trains and trams to witness the work as entertainment. The earnestness and enthusiasm was remarkable. Not even this uh, sitting on a splinter or the banging of a finger with a hammer deterred those who were novices. Men and boys, women and girls all had jobs to do. Boards were painted and laid out on the grass. The foundation plate was made and, other gr and an, another group crafted the walls and gables flat on the ground. A group of around 30 men would then hoist the wall upright as, hammers, as it was hammered into place by others. The women collected wood shavings to light the fires for cooking meals for so many people. By around 4 p.m., some reports say that there are around 4,000 sightseers, other reports saying many more. The Northcote leader reported that the interest was by no means confined to local people. The news of what was afoot seemed to spread as if by magic and early in the afternoon, streams of people by train, tram, motorcar, buggy, bicycle and every other kind of convenience commenced to pour into Preston. All told, the vis visitors must have numbered tens of thousands. Plumbing work could not have been done until towards the end of the day when the scaffolding had been taken down. The local fire brigade provided light from their torches for a job for the job to be completed. By 10 p.m., the gas and water had been connected, seating installed, the vestry and platform um, carpeted and the preacher's desk put in. At midnight, the piles of timber and roofing iron had been transformed into a fully built church measuring 66 feet, six inches long and 31 feet wide. One of the contractors, Mr. Graham, commented afterwards, if only I could get a gang of men who would work that the way those fellows did, I could make a fortune in a year. I've never seen men so eager and so keen. The first service was held the very next morning, led by Reverend Thomas Bagley, who had worked on the building all through the day, all through the day before. This was followed by another service in the afternoon and one in the evening, all packed full of people. The impressive feat was performed in the days before Preston had electric power 
and you can see from the photograph that horses and carts were still very much in favour as the form of transport. The trend for building a church in a day continued throughout Australia in the following years and news articles in 1912 described a church being built at Port Pirie, South Australia and notes that Mrs. Tom, Mr Thomas Bagley first started the Church in a Day movement at Preston. Since then, it has spread to New South Wales, Western Australia and South Australia. And for me, such is our roots that um, the, the Preston Church of Christ was a part of Northern and uh, the, the strength of courage and the, the preparedness to take huge risks are things that are still true for Northern today. Such is the DNA that God has planted in this faith community. There's a short video that I thought uh, you might well like to see that captures uh, some of that story of Northern in some of the earlier years as well. Thanks, Sam. So all the compassionate ministries whereby we try and assist people in some way, we come under the banner of CareWorks. CareWorks was a part of our Churches of Christ Vic Tass community mission program and part of my responsibility with conference was to help churches work uh, in their community and have community programs. So I was involved uh, with Northern in uh, discussions with Roger about setting up the op shop. We have a number of hospitality programs, so we've gradually expanded our lunches. Um, and then we have our retail side, so there's the clothing op shop at the front of the building. The Work for the Old program is a win-win situation because we get money to run that program from the government. We also get the workers provided to do the programs that we want to do, such as lunches, free lunches, and the op shops, running the op shops. And the, pro the money that we get also helps fund salaries. So we get the funding, we get the funding needed to buy the ingredients for food and other things that we need. We get the workers supplied and the workers themselves get experience at retail or hospitality or whatever area they're involved in. People from all walks of the community are able to come through our doors, and many do. We have um, people coming for emergency food, people coming for lunches, people just coming for a place to hang out. Open basically seven days a week, I think that's quite unique. 
and the number of programs that we offer um, is is also quite inspirational in the sense of the, the breadth of programs that we can offer. And through that, hopefully, those people can feel a part of our church and feel that they can be contribute in some way to our church and feel that this is this church is something that they belong to. Hopefully that brought back some uh, pretty special memories for people as well. Uh, we now have Alethea who's going to lead us in a kid's spot. So thanks so much for that, Alethea. Good morning, everyone. So today's kids spot, I actually wanted to talk about the Trinity, which is one of those confusing Christianese type words um, that takes a little bit to grasp and a little bit to understand. I do want to say on the outside, there is one God in the Bible. But we also learn in the Bible about these titles, about the Father, the Son, being Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. So I want to use this glass of water to help explain what we mean by the Trinity. So scientists, water is made out of um, molecules, tiny molecules, which are called, which we abbreviate to H2O. So that means it's two hydrogen molecules or hydrogen atoms with one single oxygen atom. Now water, it's an amazing substance. We drink it every day. We should at least have to have two litres a day. Great substance. But Water, we can freeze it. When we freeze water, it becomes ice. We can also boil it or heat it up and it turns into a gas and becomes steam. But no matter what form it takes, it is still H2O. It is still the molecules, the, at the, molecules, the atoms are still two hydrogen and one oxygen. H2O. So no matter what form it takes, scientifically, it is still the same substance. In the same way, God is God. He is one God. Whether we're relating to him in the, in the person of God the Father, or whether we're relating or thinking about um, God the Son, Jesus Christ, or whether we're, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, God is that is all God, it's all one. But like the water is still the same in no matter what form, God is still the same no matter which aspect of God we are talking about. So I just want to leave you with, with a blessing that um, Paul left the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 13, um, 14. He said, May the grace of Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. 
So thanks for listening, and I'll see you all next time. Thanks, Alethea, for doing that. Um, now's an opportunity where we can take some time, and if you've had the opportunity with your, your little uh, thank you card, uh, to reflect a little bit over the course of the last few days on what you're thankful for to God, then I invite you uh, in a moment to unmute your microphone and we'll have a, a segment where we'll open it up for people to share some stuff. For me, uh, this, this was what I wrote. Jesus, I thank you for your faithfulness to me over my life. You have blessed me with precious friends through to extended family. I thank you for what they've taught me about you. Faithfulness, generosity, compassion, joy, and celebration. Holy Spirit, things have not always worked out the way I have prayed. Questions remain unanswered, but even in this, you continue to wrap your loving arms around me. I also thank you for my church family at Northern, for their love and trust, their willingness to take risks and step out in faith, not just once, but again and again. Thank you that you continue to reveal your love to me through the quiet times we spend together and through the relationships with others. Uh, if you have something that you would like to express your thankfulness to God for, then I invite you to unmute your microphone and uh, to share that. Go for it, Ron. Oh, okay. Look, uh, I, I thought, thinking back over the last 12 months, we've had the Zoom effect, which has allowed the continued fellowship with our congregation. And it's great to look in and see who's there worshipping with us. I think the Zoom presentations improved as uh, weeks have progressed and we've got very comfortable with this form of worship as we sit wherever we are at home. And the second point I'd like to make is that I've appreciated the support phone calls from the pastoral group and from the interest shown towards our family by David as we've had a, uh, a bit of a bad run over the last three months. So I think it's great that we've established ourselves as a congregation and we're hopeful that from today we might have at least some of us meeting uh, in worship in a set situation and some of us may never ever go back to sitting in the church again as we continue with our Zoom uh, participation. Thank you. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate that. Others? Yep. Uh, we've got Joe. So, Joe, you might want to just uh, unmute your microphone. No, uh, still haven't unmuted. You've unmuted, have you? No. 
I'll mute it. So let me see. There we go. There we go. Excellent. Well done. November 2019 was the old normal for Pam and me. We could worship down at Preston with all the family of our church. March was the beginnings of change, a cruise to New Zealand for us, a quick return home, no virus in our ships, and we are thankful for the Lord for this. We self-quarantined for home for 14 days and soon the village shutdown was declared, stage four was upon us, and thankfully no COVID-19 at Bundura village. The Lord knows the past, the present, the future, and has prepared a technology pathway for his people to continue to worship him. The Lord our God is, is our rock, our hope, and our saviour. He is our protector in all times of difficulty. We are thankful for our blessings day by day, and we see God in action every day, of our life. Thank you. Thanks so much, Joe. We've got time for one more before we hand over to John Gluis, who's going to lead us in our time around the communion table. So um, yep, thanks, Terry. This one is a combined one from Lynn and myself. It's a personal one. Most of you will know that 12 months ago, our son Nicholas and his wife, Chloe, separated and for six months, it was very hard. So our prayer is, we thank God for answering our prayers that our son Nick and his ex-partner, Chloe, have reached a stage where they share the parenting of their daughters on a 50-50 basis and are moving to be cordial in their discussions. We thank God for blessing us, which has allowed us to find a new home for Nick in Woodend. We thank those in the community of Northern Community Church of Christ who have been praying for Nick. Amen. Thanks so much, Terry and Lynn. That's wonderful. All right. We're going to hand over to John, who's going to lead us in our time around the Lord's table. Thanks, John. My thoughts this morning are actually taken from Deuteronomy 4, 1 to 8, and James chapter 1, 17 to 27. And this is uh, titled, Finding Favour with God. How many people today find God unruled and difficult to relate to? God seems remote and somehow irrelevant that is until we really know him. God is not remote and unreal. He is close and loving. He is seeking us, but we do need to come to him and on his terms, not on ours. We do not make the rules or say what does or does not find his favor. Thousands of people do not like the Bible because it cramps their lifestyle. 
The Pharisees in Jesus' day thought they came to God by following their own rules. They wanted to put Jesus and his disciples right, but a love for God was not predominant in their routine. A deep love for God and a continuing commitment to him are essentials to fighting his favour. God has repeatedly shown the children of Israel his love and care for them. In times of trouble, when God had particularly saved them or led them out of their trouble, they acknowledged him, but they found it difficult to continue in favour with God. Moses knew what God expected of him and of the children of Israel. God expected his people to honour him and do exactly the things that he had commanded. In this way, they would find his favour. We too must accept God's love and continue as he wants us to. We find his way revealed through Jesus Christ. We come into his favour by following Jesus. Jesus knew God's will for his earthly life and resolutely followed it. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem, knowing that it meant death. His love for us was so great, so resolute and so constant that it showed an aspect of his life. May it be our resolve for our life as we continue around this virtual table of the Lord that we might find favour with God as we acknowledge him and respond to his love. Let us give thanks for the bread and wine. Merciful God, we thank you that on the night on which the Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, gave thanks, and after giving thanks, broke it and said, this is my body, which is given for you. In the same way, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. We give thanks. Amen. Let us share together.
Thanks, John, for leading us in that time. Um, Mary De Bono wasn't able to be with us uh, this morning, and she's asked me if she could uh, have this read out on her behalf of what she is uh, thankful for. And it's entitled, Not Everything is Cancelled. Sunshine is not cancelled. Spring is not cancelled. Love is not cancelled. Relationships are not cancelled. Reading is not cancelled. Naps are not cancelled. Devotion is not cancelled. Music is not cancelled. Dancing is not cancelled. Imagination is not cancelled. Kindness is not cancelled. Conversations are not cancelled. Hope is not cancelled. Perhaps there's others that want to express their thankfulness in a variety of ways. Um, and once again, if you wanted to unmute your microphone, uh, we would enjoy the opportunity to hear your words of thankfulness to God at this time. Probably I might like to say something. Great. Mine is only very short and brief. Uh, there's been some very good responses. Mary's was uh, very, uh, very good, excellent. Um, mine is just, it has been a year like no other, which I think we all agree. It's been a time of disappointment, but with it, a time of sharing in different ways, which we certainly have done exactly that. Uh, in some respects, it's been a time of great joy, uh, but also it's been a time of sadness, which I'm sure we can reflect. But one important thing, our faith keeps us strong. Mm. Very good. Thank you so much, John. Others? Oh, Anna, go for it. And then Pam. Can you see? Can you see that? Yep. It was a... It was my year. It's a whole new season for me, as you know, of coming down from Sydney. And so when I looked at the numbers 2020, I could see the two circles, the two zeros, and I made them into little eyes. And so I said, what do I want to see this year? And so I wrote down these things, probably November or December last year. I want to get to know the areas of Fairfield and the surrounding suburbs. I want to make friends of the shopkeepers in the area. I want to encourage people as I go around my neighbourhood. I want to join some new groups. I want to get to know the apartment dwellers. I want to complete setting up my um, apartment. And I want to get join a church and join church groups. I want to be able to meet more people and just find out what's going on in this area. It's a new area. And be closer to my family as well. And then the virus came. And I still continued. I could still continue because they gave us that hour and I thought, that's it, I'm, I'm out. I'm out for that whole hour, 60 whole minutes of it. Give me two hours and I'm out for that whole two hours. And I have joined groups. I have got to know people. Every one of my goals for the year has been not completed because the year's not over yet and it'll never be completed, all of those things. But I am just so thankful to... God for being able to give me that vision and for you at um, 
north, northern, to just fulfill a lot of my um, goals this year. And the latest one I did on Zoom was joined a, um, a Darabin council group for ladies of my, or people of my age. And it was for uh, chatting and figuring out how you're coping with the virus, et cetera, in this time. And it was such a joyful group to be with, to talk to how they've coped and stayed sane and stayed positive. So thank you all of you. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Somebody said to me, why don't you go to the closer church down the road? And I said, do you know what? I'm with family already. You don't leave your family. So thank you. Good on you. Thanks, Anna. Um, Joe, if you can unmute the microphone for Pam. I think Pam wanted to share something. No. Well, I'm, I'm just so grateful to have been spared the ordeal of having this terrible virus. And I'm, I'm so grateful to my friends and family being so thoughtful and supportive at this time. And also the community groups that I'm involved with phoned and offered help. The RSL, the Red Cross, the local council, even the local library have delivered books to me just to, um, just to name a few. And I give thanks to God every day for his blessings and help, especially at this time. Thanks. Wonderful. Amen, indeed. Thanks so much, Pam. Even thankful for Woolworth's delivery, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, do we have someone else that wanted to share? Thanks, Danielle. This year, I am grateful to have followed God's nudges to come to this church and for the loving welcome I've received here. I'm grateful for maturing relationships with each of my now adult children and to be able to love them unconditionally, knowing that God is in control and is shaping them. I'm grateful for my partner whose kindness and thoughtfulness has shone brightly in this challenging year. And I've become particularly grateful for the little things, being able to walk the dog up to a lovely cafe and sit with her in the sun, messages from friends, jokes and laughter, a warm bed and a safe place to live, the beauty of nature, people who love me and people to love. And finally, for God's word, with voices echoing sadness, joy, frustration and despair and showing empathy from centuries gone by. Wonderful. Thanks so much for that. That's great. We might hand over to Ian, who's going to lead us in a time of prayer. So thanks, Ian, for that. And then we'll open it up for one more round of people expressing their thanks. Thanks, Ian. Can we come together in prayer? Our gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. We come not as strangers or foreigners, but we're your children and you're our father. And we are part of your family. And because of that, we have a wonderful prospect of living with you throughout eternity in heaven. 
Lord, it's good to be in fellowship with you and each other on this Lord's Day. Last week is now behind us and we've had many kinds of experiences. There have been some victories, some defeats, some concerns, some joys. We've had some problems along the way and we sometimes wonder why life can't be all smooth sailing without any problems to face. But we're reminded that life wasn't designed to be problem-free. You did promise to be with us and that you would never leave us. And we sure do need you. Without the strength that comes from you, we'd never make it. Lord, we ask that you bring things into our lives that will make us draw closer to you and make us more aware of you. We need to see and acknowledge your divine, even in the everyday, ordinary events of our lives, because that's where you are. We know you are at all times with us. In fact, you're within us, and we need to be reminded of that truth. Father, we bring before you this morning our Prime Minister and Federal Government, our State Premiers and State Governments. They all need influence of the Holy Spirit as they make vital decisions day after day that affect us, not only today, but for years in the future. We are especially thankful for those politicians that know you and call you for their decisions and guidance. We pray that your influence in affairs of, in the affairs of this nation. Lord, we pray for our church and rejoice that we can celebrate our anniversary, even though we can't be physically together because of COVID. We thank you for the direction directing us in our journey and allowing us to show boldness to venture outside our comfort zones to help and support others. We ask your blessing on our ministry team for David and Mary, Alethea, Samantha and Greg and ask that you walk with them and have the Holy Spirit guide them in all that they may do. We pray for the needs of our church family. You know and understand all our needs and problems and ask that you place your healing hand on those who need you at this time. Especially we bring before you those who have lost loved ones in recent years. May your comfort, may you comfort them in their time of need. We pray for your word as it is preached around the world this very day. And for those of our brothers and sisters, particularly in countries that don't enjoy the freedom that we have to worship you. We pray that their faith 
may not fail, but they may be stronger in their stand for you. We pray these things in the name of our Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Anne, for that. As far as uh, messages of gratitude, uh, we received one just this morning from uh, Kathy and Noel. Uh, unfortunately, Kathy can't be with us as well this morning, but uh, she says, unfortunately, I have to work on my New, uh, New Zealand contract today in order to deliver it tomorrow, but wish you a great service today, remembering all the wonderful things that have happened at Northern over the years. We are very grateful to have a church family and have found great comfort in being a part of Northern community during this very strange year. Love to all at um, this morning. Blessings, Kathy and Noel. Perhaps there's others that want to express their gratitude to God. Um, open it up once again to others at this time as well. Uh, Colleen. No, mute. Sorry, you're muted, Colleen. You need to unmute. There we go. Oh, fine. I kept on pushing it and it was flicking on and off, of course. Sorry about that. Uh, me and technology don't go well together. Um, thanks for the opportunity to say thank you to God and to you as a group. Um, you've been my church home now for a bit over a year and a half. And it's been a, a rocky time one way and another, but I do thank God for the wonderful way that you, you just accepted me into your group. And, and I, I just say thank you to you. And I say thank you to God. You know that um, soon after coming to church with you, um, I needed your support very much when going through big surgery and and you did. You supported me, although I was just a newbie. You accepted me and you supported me. You visited me in hospital. You sent me messages of blessing. And I know, know that so many of you prayed. Even though you didn't really know me, you prayed for me. And so I thank you so much. And God brought me through, through a time that I didn't, I didn't realize how serious it was at the time, but but God's hand uh, was on me and wanted me to stay, and and you were part of this. Then I asked God, could I have a small group within the big group that that perhaps could um, support me in my search for quietness with God? I'd always been in a church that was very noisy, and as I've got older, I've wanted quietness. And your um, congregation is quieter than I'm used to, and that's lovely. But I still needed something, just a few people who would be willing to just sit with God. And along came thirst. And, and God met my needs from within your group for that too. And I thank the leaders um, of the church. I, I, I really appreciate the way that you've included me in everything. And I appreciate the leaders of Thirst as well. So thank you so much 
and thank God for a great year, even though it's been in lots of ways a challenge. It's still been a good year. Thank you. Thank you so much, Colleen. Really appreciate that. Uh, not sure if I saw another hand before. Jane. You've now muted me. You've muted me. <laughs> oh, no, you're unmuted. We can oh, hear you. Sorry. <laughs> we, we can't see you, but we can hear you. You can't see us. No. Yeah. So you've switched it to um, uh, instead of muting, you've muted the camera. That's okay. Camera. We can hear you. So okay. do you want to share anything, Marion, or... Oh, there you yes. go. I just want to say it has been great to meet together all these Sundays via Zoom. Thank you to David, Alethea, Sam and Steve for making this possible. You have kept us informed of all our sick folk and all our church happenings. The prayer chain also has worked wonderfully. Thank you for that. And through my stay in hospital, I certainly appreciate and felt all the pressure. Done, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we can thank God when technology works um, and a good sense of humour when it doesn't. All right, we've got time for one or two more if you wanted to before we wrap up. Can I take a turn? Yeah, Lorraine, go for it. Okay, just um, I wanted to follow Colleen. Um, I remember her when she first came and very early on I was sitting with her over a cuppa and I made a suggestion to her and I can't remember exactly, <clears throat> excuse me, but the drift of it was that I know she hadn't been there long enough, she couldn't do that. And then a couple of weeks later, I was sitting near her at another table and I heard her say to somebody, oh, we do this. And I thought, yes, she belongs. So um, good on you, Colleen. Um, I've, I've got a number of things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my family. And I'm very, very grateful that I had parents who taught me and showed me the love of God, for God who watches over me. And my faith has carried me through. As Nana and I have walked many miles each day, I'm grateful that we can enjoy the beauty of God's creation, the flowers in my garden, the bush, clouds, sunshine, two lakes, birds, <coughs> kangaroos, and the echidna I saw the other day, lizards and frogs. I am truly blessed and bought my dog at the best time. She's been my comfort when I couldn't see my family and she cheers me up when I'm sad. Thanks to the wonderful neighbours I didn't realise I had until lockdown. I've met a Jehovah's Witness. He rang me out of the blue one day and he'd been given this area to look after people. So I tell him many times he will never convert me, but... We have shared every week both our faiths and looked at the Bible together and he has been a wonderful friend. So I have many, many things to be grateful for and every one of you, thank you. 
Thanks so much, Lorraine. Got time for one more. If anyone else wanted to share anything. Or, oh. Okay. That's great. I might just wrap up with uh, the psalm that Paul um, started our time with as we uh, conclude our time together this morning. And uh, may this be a prayer over your life at this time as well. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. Where can I go and stand before him? Day and night, I have only tears for food, while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, Where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking as I remembered how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshippers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my saviour and my God. Northern, it's been a challenging year. Um, it's been a year like no other. But in the midst of tears and sadness and pain, we find room to be thankful to God for his faithfulness to us and his love for us. May you continue to radiate this love and this hope that we have in God through your life and through your relationships to those that you connect with over the course of this week. God bless you. Go with God. <laughs>